Today is not just our carol service where we read and sing about the Christmas account. It is also the fourth week of Advent. If we were a church that followed the church traditions closely, today we would be lighting the fourth calendar of the Advent wreath, the candle that represents joy. Advent is a time of preparation for the celebration of the Nativity of Christ at Christmas and the expectant waiting for the return of Christ at the Second Coming. That's why I've titled my talk, Joy, Jesus, Our Yearning. We are living in a time of waiting, a time of longing, a time of yearning for the coming of Christ, both in the waiting to celebrate Christmas in a couple of days, and in the waiting of his return at his second coming. We are yearning for the coming Christ, or are we? Let us go back to the time of the first coming of Christ, what we are remembering and celebrating today, and the reason we celebrate Christmas. It was a time of turmoil. Israel was under Roman occupation, and a census had been ordered. So people were traveling to and fro across the nation, from the towns where they lived and worked to the towns of their ancestry to register for the census. This was why Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The emperor might have ordered the census, but it was God who orchestrated it to get Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem to fulfill Micah's prophecy of the Messiah's birth more than 700 years before it occurred. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. Although Jesus as an adult was known as Jesus of Nazareth, he was actually Jesus of Bethlehem, the one who fulfilled the messianic prophecy of being from the family line of David. Born in Bethlehem, but raised in Nazareth. This is what confused the religious leaders when Jesus was ministering around Israel. It might have been something to do with his accent that he sounded like someone from Nazareth and not Bethlehem. They were expectant and yearning for the Messiah, their Savior, their Redeemer, to come from Bethlehem, but did not recognize him when he was right in front of them. Do you know your Savior, your Redeemer? The people who did find their Savior and Redeemer were the shepherds out in the field on the hills around Bethlehem. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. 
When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Luke chapter 2 verses 8 to 20. Ray explained how the manger was inside the family home. Isn't it wonderful to learn something new about the Christmas account that brings clarity to the picture of the birth of Jesus that has been clouded by false narratives and has become tradition? I doubt if these shepherds were having a theological discussion of when and where the Messiah was going to be born that night when their resting place was transformed and their conversations interrupted by the sudden appearance of the angel. It is no wonder they were terrified. But when they heard what the angel had to say, they would have been, there would have been a stirring in their hearts and a jogging of their memories as they remembered what they had learned as young boys listening to their rabbi's teachings. The Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. They were instructed by the angel to go and find the newborn Christ, the Messiah. They were to be among the first to see their Messiah, their Savior. But why them? Jesus is known by many names and he has many titles. Messiah, Christ, Son of God, Son of Man, King of Kings, Redeemer of Israel, Light of the World, and one that they could relate to, the Good Shepherd. The shepherds knew what it was like to live sacrificial lives for their sheep. They understood about protecting and caring for the sheep about putting themselves between predators and their sheep, being prepared to face danger and death to protect their sheep. They came to see their good shepherd, who came to care for and lay down his life for his sheep, them, me and you. Jesus is not just the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. He is also the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It was how John the baptizer would describe him before he baptized him about 30 years later. The shepherds came to see the Lamb of God who was born without sin and therefore was spotless and unblemished, thus being able to be sacrificed on the cross and take our sin, mine and yours, upon himself so that we can come into a relationship with Father God through Jesus Christ. The shepherds had to seek out Jesus. We don't know how long it took them or how they found him, but they did. And once they had seen him, scripture tells us, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Luke chapter 2 and verse 17. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Luke chapter 2 and verse 20. They were full of joy, testifying to those in Bethlehem and glorifying and praising God as they returned to their sheep in the fields with their yearning for their Messiah, their Savior, being satisfied. Do you have a yearning in your heart, in your life, that you are trying to satisfy, but so far have not succeeded in doing so? Do you know what you are yearning for? If you have that yearning, that ache, that longing in your heart that never seems to be satisfied, 
no matter what you try to satisfy it with. That is a yearning that nothing on this earth will satisfy. It is not a yearning for something. It's a yearning for someone. The one who created you. The one who knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. The one who was there when God spoke everything into existence. His name is Jesus. And he is the reason we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate him coming into the world as a humble child, born to die that we may live. He is the only one who can satisfy your yearning and bring joy into your life. If you want to know him as your Lord and Savior, invite him into your life right now. Ask him to come and be Lord of your life. Surrender your life to him now. Then speak to someone about it at the end of the service. If you're watching this online, then send us an email at office at gracevineyard.co.uk with a number we can contact you on and help you on your journey as a new believer, as a child of God. Let's pray.